Walther Thien offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Walther Thien are dedicated to maximising your investment returns. Hi and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm David Harvey, I'm a Senior Investment Analyst at Wealth Within. Today I'm wanting to talk to you about China. Many of you already know that, uh, or perhaps you don't, is that the Chinese uh, stock market has pulled back by about 50% over the course of this year so far. And uh, they're actually having some early signs of inflation perhaps getting out of control in the country. But that's not, not to panic about that, but the situation is that uh, they're now starting to get a little bit of inflation coming through. And that's probably not surprising when you consider the uh, huge double-digit growth that they've been getting year on year uh, for, for many years now which of course has then contributed to the uh, really strong stock market that they have. So that then sort of raised the question in terms of uh, how that might impact on the Australian economy and uh, perhaps the, the stock market in particular. At, uh, up until now that everyone said, well look, um, we're okay over here because uh, of China and that uh, they, they're going to continue needing lots of resources from us and uh, therefore uh, we should be able to just keep on carrying on with our uh, current boom. But perhaps that, that may not be the case and so therefore it, it, we need to actually address the issue in terms of what if um, the Chinese uh, economy is uh, going to uh, pull back and therefore what sort of impact would that have on us. I guess one of the reasons why, and I've mentioned this in the past, that China might pull back is that uh, as you know that the US is uh, either in recession or pretty close to it, or uh, maybe they've been in it for a while, but, but no one's sort of admitting that or, or stating that at this point. Uh, and so they're staving off that as long as possible. But nonetheless, that, uh, that the news is that the sentiment from the United States is, uh, from the consumer, is uh, pretty at, at fairly low levels. Uh, I guess the um, the subprime issues of causing huge amounts of concern in the finance sector over there and that's impacting worldwide in, in terms of uh, Europe and uh, we've seen that in Australia where the, the, uh, the finance stocks are getting sold off fairly heavily but I don't think we're seeing anywhere near the panic that is, is happening in the United States at the moment. But anyway that has the effect then of lowering demand, uh, domestic demand for uh, overseas goods and services and then in turn that'll impact on China. So that means then that uh, they don't have as ready a market for their huge export potential around, around the world. I mean, what it means is that uh, the States is the biggest uh, domestic consumer in the West and, uh, and uh, they have a fairly healthy appetite for Chinese imports up until now. So that'll actually have the effect then of slowing down the Chinese export market, which then in turn will cause um, the uh, resources, resource demand to, to lessen. And therefore, once the resource demand cools, that then impacts on our market here, or I suppose in terms of our the resource sector, uh, the demand for iron and coal and aluminium and zinc and all of those sorts of materials that they use as uh, inputs to their to their production productive capacity. But anyway, so uh, just casting that to one side. So if I've been reading about the. Uh, the possibilities as far as China is concerned and it seems that um, even though the growth is most likely to uh, to reduce in the, in the 
uh, over the, I suppose, over the next couple of years, it's, it's probably not going to be that catastrophic. And some people have been talking about the post-Olympic Games hangover as being another issue that could arise. But what they're saying there is that that just really represents Beijing, really only accounts for about 3% of national gross domestic product. And therefore, it's unlikely to have any really significant effect on the overall economy. So therefore, let's just look, focus on the overall economy. And it seems that a number of people are uh, saying that this, um, that the growth uh, may reduce. And some people are sort of saying that if it, uh, on a low forecast, it could even be, it gets down to 6%, but uh, more than likely it might average around the 7 to 8% annualised growth. And uh, so I guess what we might say then is, well, 6% isn't too bad, is it really? I mean, if we were still experiencing 6% growth, we'd probably be pretty excited about that. So that then becomes a sort of a, a benchmark against which China may slow down too. But I guess what we're really saying is that the most likely event is that China is still going to keep growing irrespective. And uh, if it keeps growing at 6% and it's got, what is it? I don't know what the population of, of China is, but it's got to be a sort of a billion people and them wanting to move up into a sort of middle class type background over the next generation, that's really going to sustain quite a, a large amount of, um, I guess, creating demand for our goods and services. So, I mean, the, the uh, things are not going to be great over the next probably one to two years in Australia, and we'll all be having to uh, tighten our belts a little bit. But nonetheless, that uh, perhaps from that perspective, it won't be catastrophic on our resource sector. Another thing to think about in terms of the resources is that uh, probably Rio and BHP and uh, resource service providers will do reasonably well as they're, uh, as they're well diversified um, geographically and, and, and including globally. One thing that, that though that is that coal perhaps might be a risky product moving forward and the reason for that is that in the past that China has been a net exporter of coal but because of their huge um, growth over the last decade, uh, what's happened is that China has been forced in a situation of having to import coal. And a lot of that coal uh, has come from Australia. Now, if it is that um, the growth does slow, maybe what, I don't know where the, bench, where the cutoff point might be, but if it slowed down to 6 or 7%, then what may happen is that the uh, demand for importing coal might reverse and therefore that China just simply doesn't want to import coal uh, during this uh, slowdown period. And that could be quite, uh, have quite a major impact on the, the coal sector part of the uh, resource sector. So maybe that might be a, an area that might have a little bit of, um, a little bit of uh, concern. But nonetheless, uh, overall, I think they're just keeping things in perspective, that China has a, a very large population base, and that's one billion people plus. And uh, therefore, no matter what, that China is going to be a, a pretty, uh, pretty big growth story uh, for years to come yet. So I just wanted to throw a little bit of uh, light in there. I mean, it's, it's getting pretty gloomy um, out there at the moment, particularly in the finance sector. But in the resource sector, I think there's going to be still some solid um, income for us as, a, uh, as a, uh, an Australian economy. Anyway, I just wanted to leave those thoughts with you. I uh, hope you're having a great week. Uh, this is David Harvey signing off from Talking Wealth and I look forward to talking to you next time. Talking Wealth was brought to you by Wealth Within. 
to learn how you too can maximise your investment returns, call 1300 SHARE TRADE.